what is your insight into our study so far? What what is it that you're picking up? What is this what is this whole book? This the five things we cannot change. And the various chapters on inside, what are they pointing to? What is it pointing to? Yes. I like how through his own life he's found specific relevant ways that work. Well that's true. But what are the relevant ways? What what in those five Okay. It, 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 rather than him going somewhere else, those five are kind of unique. Uh, and I haven't heard those. I've heard him express in different ways, but it's interesting just a, a fellow human being coming up, keeping this the, the essence and the substance it, through his own experience and coming up with things that were kind of, Okay. Pertinent and unique. It's just nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, remember the the Buddha was a fellow human being. Right. Right. And all of the things that he has in this book, the basis is what, what was spoken many years ago. Yeah, and to kind of put it in your own words without losing that. Well, he or, did, I mean, you're losing some of it, but. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't put it in his own words. So he he put it in the words of psychobabble. Well, you know, that but, would it, but it, it made it contemporary, and and so it, for you and I and for others. Uh, let's see. I don't see Phyllis today, but it there there's something in our opinion that makes it relevant when we feel it's contemporary. You know, we feel oh, that, that that was an old geezer who lived, you know, a thousand years ago. Well, the world was different then; life was different then. But this is awesome. This is this is today's words. This is today's stuff. But uh, as true as that is, no, I'm not looking for that. There's something else, Michelle. Okay. So again, we we've heard that for twenty six hundred years. That uh, to be present without an agenda, in other words, to accept what's in the moment and not to want to change it, is the answer. But what are we accepting? Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. What what is this and the Dharma and everything else, what is it really pointing to? It's pointing to us. Yes, Art? The impermanence of everything. Well, that's true. That's true. That That is the truth. But how do we... co-mingle with that impermanence? You know, so what we're... In my opinion, what he is really delivering and what the Buddha really delivered and what all of the other enlightened masters really delivered, not that he's an enlightened master, uh, but as I agree with John, he he brought it in a perspective that's contemporary. 
but it's all about state of mind. That's that's what they're talking about. I mean, you know, this whole chapter, or the the major part of the chapter, and Things don't go according to plan. Life isn't always fair. They talk. He talks about parenting. He talks about the influence of uh, parenting, whether it be uh, loving and wrapping a person up and protecting them, or whether it be abandoning them from the sense of not giving them any love. What it still does is develop our state of mind as to how then we co-mingle with our own reality. So, the easiest way for me is to always remember that my state of mind is what brings me my either my peace or my restlessness in the moment. And that I have the ability and the capacity to alter that state of mind. Because that state of mind is created <clears throat> by my past experiences. See, and of course that's all bundled into perception. And we've talked about perception with pain and anger and other things. But it all comes from there. It is not embedded in the moment of reality. But our state of mind is what paints our moment of reality. And when we see those footprints, we can always go, oh, I don't have to do this. And this is where acceptance and... Um, Saying yes, you know, again, just another way of saying accept, to say yes to what is evident in the moment, is the way to alter and change our relationship with the moment, and even change our feelings about the moment and our expressions about the moment. So again, when we think of it that way, then we also see it as a way to understand emptiness because if the moment were concrete and real and true then no matter what we thought or did it wouldn't change the moment yes sir may, may I ask you to uh, speak to a little bit the idea of agenda because you mentioned it a moment ago and that's become a big word to me recently mm -hmm. and the awareness the self-awareness that I always have an agenda, and I mean, within reason, even, even if I woke up this morning and I said, well, today I'm not going to have an agenda, that's an agenda in and of itself. That's true. Can, can, you, can you help us parse that, that fine line between yeah. having some kind of an agenda and yet when life pushes back at us, 
we 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 need to wake up and say, hold on, hold on. Well, I, 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 the way I would phrase it would be that, as opposed to using the term agenda, which I do, because that, that connotates or that brings up a certain wanting it to be the way that I planned it to be, that I would, I would maybe perhaps using the word desire. Okay, for instance, you had a desire to come to Dharma today. So you, you know, you got up and you shaved and you put your shoes on and brushed your teeth, you know, and put your clothes on and all of those things. However, if you looked out the window and it was a snow, a snowstorm, you know, you wouldn't be angry at the snowstorm. You would accept that, well, even though I had a plan, you know, I've got to alter it now because of whatever is happening in the next moment. So I had a plan in this moment, but I'm not upset when in the next moment I cannot carry that plan out. An agenda sort of creates a rigidity. You know, it, it's like, well, we, you know, we, we got this agenda and we got to get this done and no matter hell or how water, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, give me a hammer, let me hit this nail, you know. We're going to make it work. Gender, desire. So if, if you can use agenda as I use agenda in its, in its softest terms, and, and it means that in the next moment, if I can't complete what it is that I plan to do, then I ask myself, what do I need to plan now for this? No suffering because I'm, I'm already adjusted to the adjustment or the change. I'm not fighting the change. You know, the, the suffering is when we fight the change. Better? Okay. So, to me, this is the deeper message or the common denominator. Oh, no, it's not the common denominator. It's uh, one of the messages under all of the blah, blah that's in the book. You know, when we talk about it's about getting to the bottom of things. You know, just like the question you ask about agenda. It's about getting to the bottom. It's not about taking home what I think it means, but actually discoursing on it and finding out what does it mean and how can I employ that. So there's a lot of talk in New Ageism about oneness or sameness. You know, we're all one, you know. Uh, but what does that mean? How are we all one? So, for instance, when we identify ourselves as ourselves and you as you, we can see so many differences that it sort of destroys the concept of, of oneness. You know, we, we've got different DNA, we've got different fingerprints, we've got different eye things, we, we've, we've got different ideas about what, the, what brings us happiness and what brings the world happiness. We've got 
conservatives and liberals. We've got Caucasians and Africans. We've got Peruvians and Mexicans. When we look out at the world, we see all of these differences, which causes us to have a big issue about, well, how do I define or identify myself as the same as them when they're obviously different? You know, there's gender, there's sexual preferences, there's all types of things that make us different. So how can I come up with a, a truth that all is the same? So the thing is, we've got to understand what we're talking about. So what is it What can you identify as the same as? What do I have is, that is the same as you? Yes, Terry. What uh, what I what I see when I when I ask myself that question. Mm-hmm is that we, uh, first of all, all spring from the same thing. And I'm not quite sure what that is. So then you don't know what the sameness is then? I, I, don't, know, uh, I, I don't know what that, um, that energy is mm-hmm. that we all come from. Mm-hmm. And then we all uh, inhabit the same place and time. And that is uh, that in itself, to me, is rooms for com- is a room for commonality. Well, in your world, maybe everyone exists in the same place and time, but not in my world, because where we are is where we think we are. And some people in the future, some people in the past. Very few people are right here, right now. Yes. Uh, I come up with is the uh, just all the living beings here that just born and die. So in that destiny, we all just uh, the same. And then one of the things that actually uh, this oneness, uh, the concept that helped me was uh, with the Chile Qigong, the six directions, uh, you know, the one we think about, Mm -hmm. sky and Mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. So that, the more I practice, I use that in uh, Tai Chi Cha or now, even when I'm driving or whatever I'm cooking or whatever, my being is just connected to infinite sixth direction. Okay, how do you know you're connected? I think that I projected myself that way or imagined that way or maybe now becoming a habit of feeling it. I don't know. But How do you know you projected yourself? How do I know? Because I... I sense that I am in that infinite space. Okay, can you give me another word for sense? Uh, feeling. Can you feeling. give me another word for feeling? Uh, 
Awareness. Ah, I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it was interesting that I was uh, when the higher brain living that when the Dr. Cotton tried to give in to people that you know our uh, physical self, gross self, and then the subtle body and unitary the and all body, that, yeah. and then I'm like, people were asking, how do you know? So. I'm going to giving this uh, example of just myself. This is how myself felt just really in the world. So now when I uh, see the trees or skies or mountains or whatever, just automatically I'm floating in that <laughs> space connected. It's just, uh, it's, it's that, yeah, it's an awareness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we we can all experience the awareness of awareness, and that's our common. Everyone has that. Everyone can and should and has tasted being aware. Uh, I used to have uh, a sangha member that I haven't seen for a while, but. His question was always, who is it that knows I'm watching TV? You know, who, who, what is this awareness of me doing what I'm doing? This observer has been, you know, like from a childhood, I have an observer of that. So I always notice that it's like some kind of movie, some uh, awareness here. But I think with this uh, Chile Qigong, now uh, that awareness expanded, who's aware of this awareness, yeah. right? So yeah. I think it has a level of expanding. Then it's become very impersonal because this consciousness is just like, so then this, like this awareness that you're aware of, you right. are aware that it's everywhere. Right. <laughs> so that consciousness to me brings me the understanding of oneness because uh, it's for me, and then the other person also must have an observer, but then if we keep going with it, we're all going to be in the same uh, conscious level. That's what I... <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Unless unless there has unless anyone else has anything else to say, let's let's go to that space. Are you are you beginning to find a place in awareness? Are you beginning to reconnect? with pure awareness as you sit and do your stuff. Is it still I am doing this or is it just just being this that's being done? So when you're focusing on breath, or on feeling, or on body, on thoughts. 
you realize that you're beginning to access this reality of awareness. You're being aware of something going on around you. And that awareness and that experience takes you beyond ego, beyond selfness. Because as you say, you know you're doing this, but then where's this awareness of me doing what I'm doing? So you're beyond, there's this portal that's beyond ego, beyond selfness that you can just slide into. And um, as Terry said and as Hunter said, that's where we all came from. And that's where everything came from. Okay. I would, and I always recommend that we start with one of the Brahmaviharas. Again, because there are so many people in the world that do not have awareness, that do not have a sense of their own innate ability to change reality, to bring happiness and peace to themselves, which then brings happiness and peace to the world. So there's a lot of people who are having a lot of problems today. I mean, just in Alabama, the struggle, you know, the identification with this group or that group or this person or that person, the judgment. So, Give them some love before you go into stillness. Because if we don't give others love, then there's no point in all of this. We might as well just sit home and eat potato chips. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.